So she's like, come with me. I'm standing in the living room looking down the hallway. And she's standing in the bedroom like, come on. I'm like, mm-mm-mm. <laughs> <laughs> like oh. a trap or something? Yeah. <laughs> and so I, I, I like very slowly walk down the hallway and she just points to this dark bathroom. I'm like, I'm not going in there. The lights are off. It's dark. What's, what's hiding in there for me? I'm not going in there. Welcome to Love After Lullabies, the podcast where we discuss the joys and challenges of parenting, preserving relationship intimacy, and rekindling romance after baby arrives. I am Miranda, a licensed professional counselor in the state of Oregon who specializes in working with couples to help preserve relationship satisfaction after becoming parents. I am joined by my wonderful co-host and husband, Aaron. Hey, We've been together for over two decades, and we've experienced our own relationship morph over the years. Get ready to hear real conversations with couples who share how they've experienced parenthood while keeping that flame alive. We will also share communication and intimacy tools for you to utilize in your own relationship. Keep your chin up. Look at those stars. (laughs) Wait, I got a better one. Make sure those chairs stop squeaking. Welcome back. Hi. Hi. Season two, week two. Yeah. We're just kind of sailing on through. Yeah. It's been fun. A lot of good listens last week. Thank you for listening. Hopefully everyone enjoyed that. I was a bit nervous putting that out because I thought it was a bit silly. Yeah. But hopefully it was okay. It was silly and we were also really excited to have a night off and sleepover went well. It did go well. Both kids made it through the night and had a blast. Yeah. I think our youngest didn't come home until like late afternoon. Yeah, they, they held her hostage. Yeah, in, in a good way. They had, they had fun playing. Yeah. How's your week been? It was a busy week. Yeah. It was that's... one of those weeks where like Friday rolled around and you're just, you're so spent by the end of the day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're just ready. Yeah. I had a tough Friday. All tough clients. It was a rough day. Yeah. yeah. So I was out of it Friday night. Yeah. I think the week was so long because we had something a little bit exciting happen this weekend. A little bit. And. And terrifying. Yeah, and so the the week uh, the weekend flew by, but it was also like we were looking forward to it too. So yeah, what did we do, Aaron? Well, our kids have been asking us for at least a year, over and over and over and over and over again, to get a dog, and we decided to uh, get a puppy. Yes. So, as if we don't have enough things on our plate, right? We decided to add a puppy. A brand newborn puppy, <laughs> one that's a week old right now. Right. And obviously we don't have it yet, but it'll be it'll be here in seven weeks or so. Yeah, eight, eight, seven, eight, right before Thanksgiving. So Thanksgiving is going to be um, a shit show. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it will be nice, you know, over the holiday break that we have a little more time with the dog. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So if anyone has any tips on how to survive... <laughs> Please send them our way. I know it will help our family. A, a newborn puppy <laughs> that's going to cry at let's night. Let's add more chaos. Yeah. To Good the stuff. chaos. <laughs> well, we'll we'll keep you all informed of how it's going. Oh, I'm so. sure. I'm sure you guys will hear all about it. Yeah. So we have a different different game. We're just going to do one quick question. It's called Let's Get Deep. It's not the same game we played uh, last time. But we'll have a question and then you guys all have a nice little episode to listen to. It's a good episode. Um, Aaron, did you ever sneak out during your childhood? I did sneak out. Did you ever get caught? 
Why did you sneak out? I didn't. I never got caught, and I never really did that much fun stuff. So it was the one time, a couple times I snuck out, but one of them was uh, camp. I was camping in the backyard with my friend Russell, and we just kind of snuck out at night, and we walked through like the neighborhoods we were in, and we lived in a neighborhood where. There wasn't a ton. There wasn't a ton of houses, but but there were houses, you know, a couple streets away, and we were kind of like jerk kids. So we had these tennis rackets, and we would like take like these quarter sized rocks and just hit them into the air somewhere. Wow! Like into the houses. Into the houses. Yeah, I mean, like far away, but I mean, they probably hit a house or something. Wow. So yeah, we were, you know, we were punk kids. But yeah, yeah. and I mean, I didn't do anything like crazy. Yeah. Yeah. What about you? Uh, I believe I snuck out. Yes. I one the one thing that comes to mind is I can't even remember her name, but she I thought was like such a goody goody two shoes. You know, she was in all the smart classes. She was in all the sports, and she actually snuck her parents' car out. Before she had a license. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, and then would come and pick some of us up. And then we just, like, drive around our little town for a little bit. And then we'd come home. Oh. With no license. <laughs> no license. Never got caught. Never got caught. Yeah. Yeah. I but. mean, and for me, like, I hit a certain age. And then, like, I didn't have a curfew. And I, I didn't really need to sneak out. Mm-hmm. So, just when I was younger. I had a curfew. Yeah. So uh, today's episode is with Brandon and Leanne. They are a couple who have a pretty significant age difference, and they had a whoopsie-daisy pregnancy while she was on an IUD. So this is, you know, just their story about how they experienced that and how they got through it. Yeah, they're such a great couple, and, and they have quite the life experience together. Um, and yeah, it's, it's amazing to hear it all come together. Yeah. So Should we take a break first? Yeah, let's take a break. All right. I'm from the east side of Texas, and I had moved to west Texas working in the oil field. And when I got out there, um, I'm very introverted. I don't talk to a lot of people, so I was going to this gym I didn't realize that on Instagram, you can go onto the gym location and view all the other people that go there. Oh. So I went on there and I just started following people. I was like, it's kind of a new start for me, new job. And I need to surround my social media with people that have the same goals as me. Like That's what I need to see when I'm scrolling as like-minded individuals. This was 2015. Yeah. So this was two years before we got together. And I came across her and I thought she was very beautiful, but I never said anything to her. We just started following each other. Mm-hmm. And we would like each other's pictures, but no communication whatsoever. And then in 2017, I get a friend request on Facebook from this one because we had a mutual friend. Oh, wow. And after a couple of days, she messaged me, and I honestly thought I was being punked. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, this girl's way too gorgeous to be actually interested in me. That was a legitimate thought that I had. Yeah. I getting, yeah. getting catfished. Yeah. I'm like, this is not real. There's no way this is real. Yeah. So, um, we started just chatting about gym stuff, and then I awkwardly asked her on a date, and she agreed, and just kind of took off from there. I like I like that idea of, of a new start and like following everyone on Instagram that's that's like minded. Like for me, like one of my love languages is like follow, 
being around people with the same worldly truths or like, you know, like just being in that community that sees eye to eye. And that, that's a really good idea. Absolutely. Yeah. So I, I'm actually moved. I'm from Oregon and I moved to Texas. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Grew up in Lebanon. Um, had gone through an uh, awful breakup. And so my healing phase or whatever you want to call it was to move away. So I was like, okay, fresh start for me too. Cause my sister was in Texas. And then, so and that was in 2015. And so her house was walking distance to this gym. But what was funny is like, I would go early in the morning, like between four and six, dependent on what type of job I was working at the time. He would go at two o'clock. What? In the morning? Yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> of his schedule. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's like hardcore, like Mark Wahlberg or something. <laughs> oil, oil field hours are very, very long and just fit it in when you can. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. yeah. So I would tag myself at the gym because same concept. I was new to the area. I didn't know anything. I didn't have any connections. I had my sister who had a one-year-old at the time. So like she was kind of limited on what she was able to do um, outside of the house. So, you know, we would go to the store and stuff like that. But like, like social wise, the gym was my social area. And again, I was fine with that because I'm introverted. I'm not the one to be like, Hey, let's go be friends. You know, let's go hang out at the coffee. I'm not that way. So <laughs> so we we started following each other <clears throat> i got his request and i was like oh cool like somebody somebody local somebody with like-minded mm-hmm. interest and stuff like that over the course of going to that gym i became friends with the gym uh, desk person okay and then i seen a picture of him along with the front desk guy and i was like hey <laughs> i didn't know y'all know each other and like so that was our mutual friend <clears throat> and i was like well i already follow him on instagram so let's follow each other on Facebook. Mm-hmm. Then I was like, let's go ahead and do a workout together. And that's the conversation that yeah. snowballed into the next six years. Yep. <laughs> Getting those endorphins going together like that. I know. I, that's, that's not very clear to me. Like let's get a workout in together. And- yeah. What's funny is I tried to get her to go to the gym with me multiple times and she kept, you know, beating around the bush. I think she was scared, you know, yeah. <laughs> I didn't want to go at two o'clock in the morning. <laughs> True. Working in the oil field, there's no set hours. And mm. a lot of times I would work, you know, 80 to 100 hours a week. Oh, my gosh. So wow. you, you know, there's times I got off work and I'd be in the gym at midnight. Mm-hmm. And then I would work out. I would eat, shower, get three, four or five hours of sleep. And then I'm back to the job site. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I don't get off work until midnight. It just. Yeah. And yeah. that was a difficult thing. And that was something that we also had to address when we. Yeah. When we, when, when we were talking, she was not used to someone having that kind of schedule. Mm-hmm. So there'd be times that she would text me and I would be asleep. Just communication right there that yeah. she had to kind of get used to that kind of life. Yeah. So when we first started talking. It was, um, it was great. You know, like it's like, we, we went on our first date, we hung out and then he brought up the question. He's like, do you realize how old I am? I'm like, well, yeah, I Facebook crypt you. So like, I am mm-hmm. fully aware because I'm in a new area. I'm going to make sure the people I hang out with are not psychopaths are not serial killers are not like, <laughs> Yeah, I creeped him out. And he's like, okay, so you're fine with the age difference because we have a 12-year age difference. Mm-hmm. And I was like, yeah, because like, I didn't know what was, you know, nobody knows what's yeah. going to be laid out in front of you, right? So like, at the time, we got along great. We communicated great. If we had an issue, um, and it's funny because we each have screenshots of the text messages because that was a lot of our communication was text message because of the schedule difference. And so there was one, we call it the text and it's where I was on my way to work. I had worked at a bank at the time. And you know, how like, I don't know about most people, but it's for me when I was 
before child time, <laughs> when I would get ready for work, I would have like, that would be a, a time to spend a lot of time of thinking. And mm-hmm. so like, I would kind of like review how things were going with the relationship and like wondering like where he was emotionally, like, did it match where I was emotionally, like that kind of thing. And so I sent mm-hmm. a text and be like, Hey, I've been really enjoying this time. I just felt a slight shift and I just want to make sure that like we're spending shortened version is basically we're short, spending the right amount of energy on this moving forward. That's when we had the talk about schedules, about being working million hours a week and mm-hmm. stuff like that. So it was a good like door opener to be like, Hey, like this is the expectation. This is where I'm at emotionally. This and he was able to explain where he was at emotionally. And it just, worked out for the better my past relationships were with people closer to my age and they couldn't even hold a conversation with a coffee cup so I mean like it was really refreshing to have Mm -hmm. somebody younger be able to like yes this is where I'm at this is why I'm responding this way and like just lay it out and I'm like like I think I started crying that day (laughs) (laughs) how old were you guys when that conversation was had Uh, she was 36 and I was 24 okay I mean, was that a connective conversation? Did it feel aligned at that point or? I, I feel. So. Yeah. And it, and, it, and it also put into perspective that um, for me that I was so focused on work and I was giving her the attention I could whenever I was, uh, when I had free time. Mm-hmm. And it just told me that I needed to make a, a better effort. Okay. So I did. I made yeah. sure that I made a better effort. Because you hear so many stories of people just like ghosting. Yeah. You know, like. And just dropping the ball, like not even doing anything and not even pursuing. And so that's why I threw it out there. Because I was like, okay, either this is what's happening is I'm being ghosted or there's something going on. And I would much rather, hey, I don't like you. You know, you're too old or whatever the case may be, you know, like rather than not know. And so I was like, okay, I'm going to throw this out there. If it doesn't return, okay, so be it. Like I was prepared for that. Yeah. And then when he responded, I was like, oh my God. (laughs) (laughs) And that was, you know, part of that was young me just kind of assuming that maybe she understood the schedule because she was out in uh, West Texas and West Texas primarily is mostly oil field. Mm-hmm. Uh, we still had a lot to learn about each other. And I didn't realize that she didn't really have uh, much look into that world and mm-hmm. what it consists of. It's not for the weak. No, yeah, whether, like yeah, <laughs> whether you're working it or whether you're the significant other of someone who is, it's not for the weak for either individual. So. Yeah, uh, yeah. I had to do a better job of communicating what my hours were like and what my free time consisted of, which I didn't get much of. Mm-hmm. Uh, I made a more conscious effort to be more communicative. And then when I had free time to make sure I balanced resting gym, but making sure that I balanced her into it appropriately. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, are you still in the field? No. No? No. So um, working out there, I worked out there from when I was 19 to 25. And once we found out that we were having a kid, I had to get out okay. only because I spent so many years watching all these dads. I would listen to them talk to their kids on the phone at night and they'd be far away from home oh. and they'd miss birthdays. They'd miss holidays because you don't get holidays in the oil field. Like it's a 24, seven, 365 machine. Yeah. And I would hear them cry and mm-hmm. I would see, I would see marriages end and families break apart because they were never yeah. home. And although we didn't plan to have a child, when we found out we were, I said, this will not be the life that we live. I have to be the father that's home, involved. And I I don't like being away from them for one night. I get very emotional. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I just, I, I couldn't do it. It was time to find a new, uh, a new career that allowed me to be home and be a family man. It's very yeah. important to me. 
Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Something that fits more of your values for sure. Yeah. Especially I didn't really have much of a father growing up. So mm-hmm. I know that feeling and I could not, I could not yeah. lead that life. Yeah. We got to, every generation's got to do better than the next, right? Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Yes. Absolutely. But, uh, so 24 uh, and it was a 36 mm-hmm. and then 25, you stopped working. So you guys got pregnant pretty quick then in within that time. Yep. <laughs> right. Guys, so tell us about that. Yeah. So, um, I, so when, like I said, when we met, I was 36 and I had an IUD and I had the non-hormonal okay. IUD because I was very cautious of like growing older, being on birth control, hormone, you know, stuff. And then obviously I needed something, you know, because mm-hmm. you can't, it's better to be protected on all avenues. Yep. Yep. Um, so I was like, okay, cool. I got, I'm, I'm good. I'm covered. We were living together at the time. We were, we moved in together pretty quick. Pretty, pretty quick. <laughs> Um, so it was like six months ish into our relationship and I missed a cycle and I was like, Oh, <laughs> but a part of me thought, well, maybe cause I was 36 and I was 37. I just you, turned 37. You just turned 37. Yeah. And so I was like, well, maybe, you know, yeah. like I don't have a cr- close relationship with my mom. And so like, I don't know that history on that side of like when that started for her family and stuff. So like, I was like, maybe. I waited a couple of days and two of my good girlfriends were, were cycled together and they're like, Oh, we just had ours. And I'm like, Oh no. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I, I took a test and I was like, Oh crap. So I went and got three more tests and um, cause I took one first thing in the morning, went to work. I don't remember work going, driving to work. Like it is oh, completely just like, don't even remember. Um, go to work, co- go to the store, come home. He's still at work. Like he has no idea that I'm even doing the test. He has no idea that anything is happening. And so I take two more, all have the same answer. Again, like the fear of the age difference and the fear of the new relationship Mm -hmm. was instilled in me still because like my other relationships were not, like we never went through this scare, but they just weren't healthy. So like I still had that thought that the the reaction was still going to be the same because I didn't know any different. Mm -hmm. Um, So I, he gets home, I give him a hug, I start crying, and I was like, I got something to show you, but, like, I was so scared that I turned the light off in the bathroom, and so, like, he's going into a room that's dark, and he's like, I'm not going in there. (laughs) Yeah, okay, so, like, our daily routine when I got home was we, we always hugged and kissed, like, the second I came through the door, we greeted each other, and Mm -hmm. she just starts crying on my shoulder, and she looks up at me, and she's like, I gotta show you something. And I, my brain's like all over the place at this point because she has not said anything all day, nor has she acted out of character whatsoever. So she hid it very, very well. Yeah. What, so were, what like, were some thoughts that you were going through? Like, I didn't oh know. God. I was like, yeah. I, so I thought that maybe she was going to leave me. Okay. Uh, yeah. That, that was the first thing I thought was because I firmly believed in, especially then and even now, like I firmly believe that like this woman's way out of my league. And I was mm. like, one day she's going to realize it. Oh. So in my mind, I was like, here we go. She's basically to realize that, you know, the age difference isn't working or something. Maybe I'm too young. She's not feeling it. I didn't know. That was just one of the thoughts and everything was circulating. The other thoughts were like, what could possibly be happening? Mm-hmm. So she's like, come with me. I'm standing in the living room looking down the hallway and she's standing in the bedroom. I'm like, come on. I'm like, <laughs> like oh. a trap or something. Yeah. <laughs> And so I, I, I like very slowly walk down the hallway and she just points to this dark bathroom. I'm like, I'm not going in there. The lights are off. It's dark. What's 
what's hiding in there for me? I'm not going in there. So I just slowly peek around the corner and I see two tests. Mm-hmm. And immediately I, I knew what they were. I could see them and there were no words. I just turned and looked at her and said, really? And she said, yes. And she was crying. And then we just embraced. Like I didn't have, mm-hmm. I didn't know what to say other yeah. than just, she was crying. I was crying. <laughs> so mm-hmm. we just embraced and we stayed like that for a few minutes. Mm-hmm. There were no words really to be spoken at that moment. I love that story. And yeah. um, I also hate it because Miranda has IUD as well. And, <laughs> and I'm like, oh, shoot, maybe I need to go get a vasectomy. So that's yeah. like, kids too. And, and, we and we're done. We're done. And so, yeah, it's a, a good. Yeah, yeah. Got every once in a while. What yeah. I found out later on was it fell into my cervix. Yeah. Oh, okay. And so for anybody out there who has an IUD, like get some maintenance done. Yep. Yeah. yeah. And, and we were making daily deposits to the bank, multiple deposits. So it's like, <laughs> what was it? New relationship. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so it's, it all just kind of aligned. Yes. You know, they, so that, was... The goalie had a lot of work to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. 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 But it, it worked out because when we found out that we were having uh, a kid, I have nieces and nephews and growing up, my brother, he's in and out of prison not really involved in his kid's life. And my sister, she's had some medical issues. So I've raised my nieces and nephews most of my life. Okay. And uh, I knew that I wanted a girl. That's exactly what I wanted. Because uh, my niece, she's so sweet. And just, I knew, I was like, I don't really want to have kids. I'm very content with being an uncle. I was like, but if I ever had a kid, I want a girl. And what we have. Yep. Yeah. Nice girl. Yeah. On the cautionary side, I um, I did the blood work and stuff because I have epilepsy as well. So it kind of had like two strikes against me in regards to um, epilepsy medication Along okay. with being a geriatric mother since I was a yes. fun term. I love it. So I had blood work done to make sure that we were, um, if there was any hurdles that we needed to be aware of, you mm-hmm. know, like going forward um, for myself and for our child, like I wanted to be aware. And yeah. so we found out the sex during the blood work. Um, and so we had a very small, like just us gender reveal and he was pretty stoked. Yeah. Oh, she, cool. uh, there, there's a video of it. She put a bunch of pink balloons in this box and then she ridiculously taped the box. I couldn't even open it. She <laughs> thought that I would just be able to open it and they'd come out. I had the, the videos me literally ripping the box to shreds. <laughs> she taped it. It was great though. It was exactly what I wanted. So yeah. beautiful little girl that looks just like her mama. It was exactly oh, what I wanted. That's great. <laughs> so you just have the, you have one kid? Yeah. yeah. Kiddo. Yeah. Very yeah, cool. I made sure I had a uh, tubal ligation. Uh, when we had her just because I was like I don't want to do an IUD again <laughs> we talked about it later on but the one is just enough for us yeah yes yeah. yeah so what was that adjustment like for you guys becoming parents and actually so in, during our the pregnancy he was offered a job up in Oregon okay and so January I was midway through my pregnancy we moved we drove up from Texas lived in Oregon for a short time the job that he actually got assigned to was in Kennewick Okay. And so from January to May, uh, we lived in Kennewick and then, um, we came down cause that was temporary. So I was still going to the doctor in my hometown. We had her in Lebanon. Then we moved. So like we had a lot of activity during that short period of time, actually the weekend that we went to go have her cause I had a C-section as well. Uh, he got a notice that the job that he was on was not going to be available when he went back to work. <laughs> and so okay. I was like, that's 
awesome. Great <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> end. Yeah. Yeah. He's not having a job to go, to go to. Yeah. Wow. So um, thankfully we had some reserves and we were able to rent a house in Lebanon, which is where my parents lived. And we went through a little bit of a financial struggle because there, he was hired particularly for that job, but they didn't disclose that until the job was ended. We had some tight, tight months, you know, but we made it through what's, we like to pride ourselves now is like, I, we didn't fight about money because mm-hmm. I knew that he was doing his damnedest on, sorry, darndest to do what he can to take care of us. Like mm-hmm. he was still going to work every day. Mm-hmm. He was still putting in the effort. He wasn't like some people that you hear that is like, you get stressed out and you just shut down and you don't go to work. You call in sick. You absolutely have no income. Like he was doing everything he could to make sure that we were being provided for. Mm-hmm. It was literally out of his control was what was happening. So we would make adjustments. We would make do with what we had. About this time, five years ago, is when he started the um, interview process with Apollo. And then that kind of took a little bit longer because like each position he was applying for or getting interviewed for, they would fill with somebody else just mm-hmm. internally. Finally, February of 2019, yep. the sky opened and he was hired. <laughs> we like to we like to look back on that on that time a lot because you know when we lived in, lived in Oregon, you would. Uh, if you bought anything was that was with cans, you put a deposit on it, and then you turn those cans in. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of times where that's we would have to turn cans in, use canned money to have food. Yeah, and mm-hmm. that was you know we would pay our rent, and then we would be overdrawn on the bank account for about two weeks until I got paid again, and just restart that process. And from the time we've got together till now, we've never fought about money, wow. which is a common thing that a lot of couples fight about. It's, it's financial. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it helps that I don't, you know, go out with the boys and blow money like a lot of people do. And uh, we get the things we need and she budgets very well. She's very good at that. She has a spreadsheet. So nice. The, the banker in you. Yeah. Yeah. She's she's good with all that stuff. I'm like, you just tell me where it's going and what we have left over. <laughs> and then you guys eventually moved to Washington. Yes. To be closer and to take advantage of the Washington, we chose Longview. Okay. Because it's still it's still a drive, but it's definitely a lot closer than Lebanon. Um, mm-hmm. So we got in in 2020. We purchased our first home. It's been working out great. Something else that you guys mentioned that I loved in your email was your like open communication, you know, yes. and how you, you're always checking in with each other and kind of like a temperature gauge. Um, well, it's basically via text throughout the day. And then okay. at home, it's like we make a point of when he gets home because it's dependent on traffic and dependent on schedule. It depends on timing, right? How how late in the evening. So it's like, so when he gets home, it's like, how was training? How was work? And then we'll just ask the same question. I mean, the, basically the same questions, but it's a good like way to just get it out instead of being like, well, he's grumpy. I'm not going to talk to him. Or, mm-hmm. you know, she's, she's, you know, moody. I'm not going to deal with her attitude right now. It's like, yeah. We, yeah. No matter what the what the state is, or if they're ha- for having issues throughout the day, not like us issues, but just like issues with work and stuff, it's like, how's your day going? And then that gives each of us a time to be like, oh, so and so is being a jackass, blah blah blah. Like, <laughs> or for me, it's like this person is driving me crazy because of this, and it's like we kind of can work it through even via text before <clears throat> it comes to home time. Yeah, and the big question is how is how can I help? Oh yeah, if she's had a rough day. And especially, you know, working here and then it's summertime. So you got this one mm-hmm. right here, yeah. obviously. 
constantly asking questions and stuff. So it's uh -huh. like, okay, when I come home, how can I help? Do the dishes, take laundry out. A lot of times it's just be super dead and we're chasing each other around the house and mm -hmm. or we're going places and just give her that that break. Yeah. And yeah. That, that that's a big thing. Even if it's hiding out in the bedroom, that's happened several times. Mm -hmm. Like just entertain her because I'm gonna go <laughs> hang out in the bedroom for this a little bit. <laughs> right. Yeah. We yeah. just we just got done talking about uh, our kids are in that sweet spot of like 400 questions a day and rapid fire. Yes. And so it's just like, you know, you just hear you you take over because yeah. I've answered too many questions in the Be past like, 20 can you minutes. Take over the questions yeah. right now. Yeah. <laughs> Which is so hard because we want to encourage them asking questions, of course, but of course. you know, you reach a point as an adult, you know, like <laughs> sometimes it's the questions like, why is that guy doing that? I don't know. Right. Him. I really yeah. have no idea. Yeah. 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 I, yeah. How would I know that? I, I don't know. Yeah. So that's the, that's the main thing that we try to do just because, I mean, we, we figured out really quick that communication, Yeah. like I mentioned that text that I sent, like that was like the leader to, I guess the baseline Yeah. of how to keep everything on the up and up between us. Yeah. That's there's yeah. text, there's uh, phone calls when we can fit it in, which, you know, can be hard with work. Uh, a lot of times we'll, We'll call, she'll call on my way to training and we'll talk for a few minutes. But the Marco Polo app was something that we've used for years, oh, yeah, video messaging each other. And sometimes it's hard to read over text, right? Mm -hmm. Like for me, if she says, okay, and there's no emojis, I'm like, something's wrong. She says, okay, <laughs> with like uh, punctuation and an emoji. I'm like, okay, everything's okay. And so sometimes I'll have, we'll Marco Polo in that. At least being able to see her face and see her reactions and hear the tone helps me kind of know where she's at and helps her know where I'm at, how the day went. Yeah. We also use Marco Polo. We do. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I, I always yeah. suggest that when people, when I'm talking to uh, other couples mm -hmm. and if communication ever comes up, like me and some of the guys are talking and they're talking about communication. I'm, I always suggest Marco Polo. It's a great app for that. It really yeah. is. Yeah, for sure. We need to get sponsored by Marco Polo. Yeah. I, I love that you guys have rituals in the relationship, you know, which is so important and can easily go away, especially after having children. Yes. Um, but like maintaining those rituals of those touch points, like really it's something that you can count on. It's something that you know that it's there. And especially like greeting coming home from work, that sounds like a really big one for you guys. Yes. yes. Especially no. with, cause we, we still have crazy schedules. Well, yeah. I do. Um, you know, I have, I have work. I have training after work and then I come home and, you know, during the week it's only a couple of hours and then it's, it's bedtime. And mm -hmm. uh, so I, we got to make sure the communication's on point due to that schedule. Obviously I dedicate my weekends, Friday night's always family dinner night and we go out. Like we have those specific things to make sure that we're always making that time for each other, balancing things. But during mm -hmm. the week can be kind of hectic with my training and work. So, yeah. uh, and she's very supportive of it. Training that he's referring to is for um, like he spotted the FCFF a couple times, okay. Yeah. So, so MMA training and stuff, yeah. and so like we'll be going into a camp here pretty soon, pretty soon for the uh, in December fight, and like mm -hmm. during that camp, we're gonna be going to Jamaica for a little bit. So thankfully, it's a heavyweight. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't got to cut weight for this next one. Yeah. So like it's an interesting. Um, so like when he does do the training, like if he needs to go to Beaverton on the weekends, like we'll go as a family. So that way Harley can hang out and watch. And there's other kids that are there she she could play with. And 
then we'll go grab something for dinner. So like it's our outing, you know, like Mm -hmm. surprise, we're going on an outing kind of thing. When it's not camp time, like we'll go to the coast for the day. And like, there's some days she's like, we didn't go anywhere today. Can can we go somewhere? And it's like, she's getting used to the going on adventures. And so, which is great because I would, I'd love the, like going and checking out different places and towns. And I don't want to say the P word too loud and be like, yeah, spidey senses going off in there or something. (laughs) But PRK Um, and like just places like that, that just she can get the energy out and we can enjoy stuff as a family. Camps can be grueling and, you know, there's times I'm tired, I'm sore, I'm hungry. And Mm -hmm. sometimes she has a lot to put up with. Especially if I'm cutting weight, if that if it ends up being like I got to drop a weight class, she has to put up with hungry, grumpy me sometimes. But oh, yeah. <laughs> but we make it. We we always make it work, and she's just always been supportive of all of it, and never seemed to have any fear. To some of our listeners, and that may sound easier than than hard, but I mean, we we've gone through that same like working out is really important to us, yeah. and we've talked about this before. There's a little bit of guilt behind like, hey, I I get to go like have me time at the gym. Yep. and be away and you're going to be the one holding down the floor and i want you to be happy for me to get that opportunity as i'm going to be happy for you to get that opportunity too mm-hmm. like actually having a conversation around that oh yeah, yeah. so that's where um we've had multiple conversations because here in longview there's there's a variety of gyms and like we met when we were both weightlifting um after we had harley is when his um interest switched to more of the self-defense mode more so to not necessarily go into the actual uh like FCFF type training or fighting, but to just protect us because mm-hmm. as we saw in 2020, you know, you never know what's going to happen. Yeah. That mm-hmm. and set the example. Yeah. You know, I, for her, um, I want to set the example to where she would want to train what she is five years old. She's doing Muay Thai kickboxing, but it's right. like, cool. I knew bringing girl into this world. She needed to be able to defend herself. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. that was another reason. And so mm-hmm. um, I've tried several weightlifting gyms here in town there's very limited space for um for daycare there's one gym in particular that offered daycare which was amazing and it worked for the time but it was not fulfilling Mm -hmm. um and so we eventually found a um, mma gym here in town and so they have a combat cardio so it's i get some fight experience with it but it's a lot of cardio and um some weightlifting and whatnot and then she does the kids class right after so it works out well and then across the way, um, there was usually another uh, um, another parent that's with the kids, but across the way, they have an indoor bounce house. Oh, and so fun. she gets to go burn out yeah. over there. I get to do my thing and enjoy some adult interaction. Mm-hmm. And then she gets to do her thing. And then we head home and he's home about the same time. We've had that, that specific conversation about the guilt thing. Because there were times that she would feel like she doesn't have anything. And I wanted her to have mm-hmm. that thing. So, and I cross train at the MMA gym that she's talking to is talking about. And so we went there and we went to a couple different gyms around here, but that was the one where we could make sure she got her time. She got her workout in, she got that release that she needed. Mm-hmm. So wanted to yeah. make sure that, that she could do that. Cause there were times that I did, I did feel bad about that. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, I know that she was here. I know that she was kind of pulling her hair out some days trying to take care of everything. So mm-hmm. we had to make an adjustment. That's all we had to do. And that's what, that's what life and marriage is about is making adjustments. I feel like the biggest thing that a lot of people struggle with is seriously communication. (laughs) It sounds cliche, but it's, it's, it really is so simple that it comes out of that because that communication branches off into other things like 
um, emotions, intimacy, mm-hmm. that simple, it's all, it's all communication is the underlying root of all of it. It yeah. really is. And sometimes it's not even, I, I know like that some people have like trauma responses, right? And mm-hmm. so like, there's the, the fight or flight there, there's the fawning, you know? And so like, if they come across an issue with their partner and they sometimes just shut down, it's like, okay, so if you recognize that you're doing that, like either research it yourself or reach out for help because ignoring those responses is not going to make anything better. Mm-hmm. So like, it's not always somebody else's issue. It may mm-hmm. be like, there may in turn, like be a, an issue between the couple, but like we are all adults. Like it's your responsibility to take care of your own being and make sure that you can be a better person for your person. Mm-hmm. Therapy. Yeah. therapy. Yeah. I was in therapy for a while and I, I went through some, uh, dark depression and some some bad times and i knew that i had to be better for myself and for mm-hmm. my family so i started seeing a therapist and my life did a complete 180 mm-hmm. so and he's not shy about telling people about it like he's no. No, that's great awesome. I, so yeah. many guys are very gun shy even trying or even researching the topic of therapy yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. and it's like i i'll get up on a stage at work when we do like our all hands meetings and i'll get in front of 300 plus uh construction guys and I'll tell them exactly what I went through. I think last time I kind of broke down telling them, you know, it's still not easy to, to tell the story, but I'm not shy about it and what I went through. And I knew that I was going through the motions and I wasn't, I mentally wasn't here. Physically I was here, but mentally I was not here for either one of them. Mm-hmm. And there were things that, you know, I was, I was ready to not be here at all anymore. And so I had, I had to fix that. I had to fix that for myself and for them and for anyone, for any of the couples out there, uh, Definitely work on yourself. That's how you be a better person for your family is you got to work on yourself. If you're not happy with yourself, you're not going to be happy in a relationship. You're not going to be happy with anything else. Mm -hmm. Therapy, legitimately, that saved my life. So, Yeah, for sure. That's awesome. We're a big fan of therapy. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And and you said, you know, past traumas. And it doesn't even have to be major traumas. You know, you you have to sit back and look at your own patterns that you grew up with. And does that align with how you want to be as an adult? Right. Mm -hmm. Or how do we do better than the next generation? Yep. Maybe you won't know that until you kind of dive deep into what it was and what you want it to be. And especially when you have kids. Because that, um, like I mentioned, my mom and I don't have a relationship. I am very cautious and like I'll have breakdowns with him. Like I'm very aware, very cognizant of like how I react to things that she does, says, how she reacts to things. Like to make sure that I'm not the fly off the handle type mm-hmm. not the mm-hmm. uh, degrading type not the, you know like yeah. let's talk about this let's figure out why you're acting this way let's figure out you know what do you need from me kind of, kind of thing like just mm-hmm. we talk through the emotions and talk through the feelings because it's feelings are bad basically growing mm-hmm. up like why are you feeling this way you should not be feeling this way you should always be happy and always right. be good or quiet or whatever the case may be and it's like kids don't know that they're they're figuring it out yeah you know, they're figuring out what goes on up here and all the things and <laughs> yeah yeah and it's our job to kind of like embrace that and ele- you know yeah. elevate it and mm-hmm. she doesn't give herself enough credit for how well she does it then mm-hmm. <laughs> she does better than she thinks she does she criticizes herself sometimes and yeah <laughs> and we got it sometimes we have to ground them right we have to bring them back into reality and ground them let's reassure them that they are doing a good job as 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 a mother as a parent as a partner and we do that for each other sometimes too. Sometimes it's easy to get lost in the I'm messing up here, I'm messing up here, whether it's being a parent, whether it's being a partner. And so sometimes we got to ground each other. 
mm-hmm. bring it back to reality a little bit. Some reassurance yeah. never hurts anyone. That's right. Yeah. I did that yesterday. You did. Yeah. yeah. So for us, phone phone calls are limited for us because of our jobs. Um, I am on the road a lot, and but she's with clients, and so you obviously can't have to take a phone call during that during the day. So, but I knew that she had some time in the morning, and I, it's, it had been a couple of days since I thanked her, so I picked up the phone and made a call. So okay. it's yeah. it's uh it's good to switch things up a little bit from time to time and yes. give some reassurance. It's awesome. Good job. Well, this has been so great. I really appreciate you guys talking with us. So really appreciate you. To be honest, a couple years ago, I probably wouldn't be able to, but. (laughs) Mm -hmm. If this was new in our relationship, you'd be like. Very introverted, very shy, (laughs) didn't put myself out there. So uh, yeah, yeah. I'm happy to have uh, got on and been a part of this. Yeah, appreciate it. (laughs) We appreciate you guys. Thank you so much. And that brings us to the end of today's podcast episode. We hope you enjoyed it. New episodes drop every Tuesday. Before we go, we want to take a minute to express our deep gratitude to all our incredible guests and listeners. Thank you for being a part of our podcast family and sharing your stories with us. You are truly the heartbeat of Love After Lullabies. If you found value in today's episode, please consider supporting us by subscribing to the podcast so you never miss a new episode. And if you're loving what you're hearing, please leave us a review. Your reviews are like love notes to our podcasting hearts. All of our guests are here voluntarily and not current or former clients of mine. If you'd like to be a guest, we'd love to have you. Reach out via email at loveafterlullabies at gmail.com or DM us on Instagram, handle loveafterlullabies. While you're there, go ahead and click that follow button so you can get all the latest updates and behind the scenes content. See you next time. So she got burgers in her ears.